Welcome, buddy, to the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Thank you guys for tuning in. And welcome to any new listeners, any, welcome to all your listeners. I don't discriminate whether you're new or old. I appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen to the episode. This is a fun one. This is, uh, he's a co-host, myself and Peter Mizell sitting down. Now, spoiler alert, about the 17 minute mark, we stop. And then what happened was we record all these episodes. Occasionally we do like a bulk recording. We have four in a row and, you know, you schedule it. You have like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And then someone rocks up early, Frida de Guise, and throws the schedule off in a good way. So we recorded this in two parts. The first part is me and Pete riffing. Oh, no, we're having a chat. Then we come back and have a bit more of a chat. I do the tech on this and I'm not the greatest editor. I, I try. And I promise to do better. Um, if there's anyone out there who th- whose lifelong dream is to edit a podcast, get in contact because I would love someone to do this for me and who would do a better job than me. So yeah, tweet or contact me at MWOH44 and say, I want to edit your podcast and we'll arrange something. And if you're thinking, wow, podcasting, that must pay thousands of... No, we do, we do this for the love. Um, <laughs> we really do. So if you want to do it, it's, you know, I can, I can see what I can do. Anyway, I'm just trying to get out of having to edit podcasts, but I love, I love doing this for you. So I'll keep doing it anyway. So thanks. That's enough. And I always ramble on this. Genuinely, you're probably going, what is he doing? We used to, I used to record the intros with the guest, but yesterday we, like when we recorded all these we went and had hamburgers, and I got back, and I'm like, oh, I didn't do it. So it's essentially me standing in my lounge room. Look, it's rain. It's pouring outside. So I'm watching my washing get absolutely soaked. The cricket's washed out. So, you know, I'm going to have to work today. So it's just me pacing backwards and forwards with a microphone recording an intro. So that's all good. Um, as I was saying, we are in the process of getting an email address, so stay tuned. But if you've got any feedback, Twitter or Facebook, we are, I am on Facebook, um, Mark Williamson, comedy, I think my, oh, just Google me, face, yeah, Facebook comedy, Facebook's the best way to get in contact with me, or Twitter, um, hopefully next week we will have an email address for you. And when I say that, if you want to get in, if you've got feedback, we are, we want to put out podcasts you want to listen to. So if there's something bugging you about the podcast, don't just delete it. Don't just message me. Let me know. I am keen to learn. I know my editing's not great. I know I ramble a little. And I know I bring up Colin Funky Miller way too many times. But that's okay. I'm, I'll, I'll work harder. I'll promise we're here for you. And also, if you want to sponsor the podcast, get in contact. We have a fair few people listen to this podcast. So, you know, and don't worry, listeners. It's not going to turn into one of those podcasts where I do four hours of ads and then 10 minutes of podcast. We will do an ad that's conducive. I won't do cash for comments, so I won't say that today. Is, I won't suddenly. How good are M and M's? Well, they are, but I don't. Sadly, I don't get, actually probably health reasons. Probably the best. I'm not sponsored by M um, and M's because in moderation, chocolate's great. But M and M's are addictive. I say that as I look. We usually do have a tub of M and M's while we're eating this. Anyway, I'm rambling again. Enough about me. It's time to talk about one of the most selfless or selfish men in comedy. Peter Mizell's the guest. You're in for a treat. I'll. The music. Welcome, buddy, to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show live from Edge HQ. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and joining me, well, he's a guest, but he's been on that. He's almost a co host, Peter Mizell. How are you, buddy? Pretty good, considering. Considering what? Another year? That I'm old. <laughs> 2016 was awful. Um, yeah. 
No, no, I feel fine. Thank you. We should mention we are recording this. Oh, it's, it's that time of year where you don't know what day or date it is. So. Yes, it, it's, I, I look forward because the, today, tomorrow, it's all over. I mean, it, it's over officially, but still everything getting back to normal. Yeah, well, for you, it's, you know, normal being a big day of doing nothing. Of doing nothing. But you, you think- had a big year last year. Like, you, I think you undersold yourself. Like, you became, you went from, it's fair to say, like, when you started comedy in the, when did you start comedy? 1991. 1991. But, so, in the 90s, you had a few TV shows. Like, you're on the Midday Show. Midday Show a few times. You're on Good News Week. Good News Week, Mouthing Off. Uh, but, I don't know what Mouthing Off is. Oh, there was a, uh, Richard Feidler had a show, was sort of, uh, was a, uh, an homage to um, what a Bill Maher show. I guess the Comedy Channel. I can't oh, even remember. Okay. But so you had a bit. But then you could probably say the the noughties was TV. TV. There wasn't that much TV, to be honest. Well, every time I did a show, they seemed to cancel it, and, and people <laughs> people saw a pattern. <laughs> yeah, you've got the there's the jinx on that. Like yeah. So, but then so you've it's been a lean couple of years TV wise. Oh, absolutely. Fair to say, but last year you made a comeback. I did, thanks to uh, the B team with Peter Berner. Peter Berner on Sky News. Sky News. News. Uh, in fact, I'll be on. I was on last night, and I'll be on again Friday night. Um, what nights does the show run? I thought it was Saturday. It, well, it's not, they it, just well, tell you it's Friday. You just, yeah. You're just the rehearsal. Guy. That's right. <laughs> they send you a dummy copy. I was on TV. I have to. I have to mop the floors and stuff so the show's ready for Saturday. No, it started out as a Saturday show. Then it's, and not because of me, obviously, because of Peter Berner, it's gone really well. So they moved it to Friday and Saturday. And now, f- last week, this week, and next week, it's a replacement show. Uh, for the summer. For the summer, summer replacement. It's ta- yeah, it's ta- he's taking over somebody. So it's five days a week. Oh, nice. That's all good. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, for his sake, I mean, we both. Oh, he's so talented. But he's also, so talented and smart. Have- it's also good. I like the idea that a comedy show on a new, like Sky News, is a very serious news network. And yes. If this, forgive me, I don't because I don't have pay TV. This would probably be their first foray into that area. It's not just comedy, though. I, I, no, no, I, or I, general about comic, comics leading the discussion. Like it's you, it's fellow, it's people like you, comedians, rather than you know news broadcasters. Well, last last night it was. Um Subby Valentine, Peter Burner, and myself, three comics. Very good comics. Another night comics. was Vince Sorrenti, Peter Burner, and myself. The night, another night though was um, Mike Jeffries or Jeff Michaels. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but it was the first time I've worked with somebody in a, anywhere who was actually older than me. It was an absolute pleasure. Wow. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, because Australian, as we know, Australian TV, they discriminate based on age. It's not just Australia, oh, uh, no, but no, yeah, no, but no, you're no, right. I'd say it's Australia because you look at America, the biggest comedian over there, yeah. or one of them, is Louis C.K. Yes. He's, what is he, late 40s? And he gets TV shows. But he's made it earlier. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, but he started, like he's now, like in Australia, you get to a certain age, they pension you off. Yes. Whereas with Louis C.K., he's just, and I mean, cr- He's got such an ama- like he's an amazing comedian. He deserves that spot. But absolutely, I'd be ama- I think in Australia, you'd be very hard to find any com- other than Peter Burner at the moment. I, like I think ABC blatantly don't book people, don't give people um, of a certain age TV shows. Like you look at their lineups, and ABC makes some amazing TV shows. Probably one of my favourites last year was Rosehaven with Luke McGregor and former guest Celia Picola. Never saw it. That was brilliant. Go check it out on iView. It's one of the best shows. But you look at the shows they commission, rarely anyone over 30 gets yeah. a shot. And maybe it's me being, because I am over 30, or maybe I'm reading too much into this, but SBS too. 
No, I've heard other comics talk about the comics who I started with who were in their 20s, now in their 50s. Uh, they're saying the same thing. Yeah, well, I'd say, and I mean, it's just, I think, I think it's because I've always thought that comedy in Australia is a little bit, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, style wise, behind. Because America's America and Britain are the two big stand-up scenes that we get our influence from, and America sort of leads the way a little bit because it's stand-up is essentially born there. You get I mean, that's you, right, yeah. You get argue that, but Australia, I think, is a little bit like you genuinely see a certain type of comedian come out in America, and then that will follow through into Australia. But I think the one thing we haven't picked up on is you know comics should be having a career, not. You're famous for tw- you're famous till you turn thirty. Then you go find something else to do. Yeah. Whereas in America, Louis C.K. he'll be going as oh, he's probably made as much money now that he wants to. But every comedian in America can actually make a career, and they don't have to stop applying. I mean, even cast. I mean, the cast and you, you know, Letterman, all those shows. They have they don't have a you don't. It's rare actually to see someone under thirty as the guest comedian. A guest comedian or a host. At mm. least there, the hosts are. I mean, they would have paid Letterman billions to stay. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's and, and uh, Leno. And his replacement, Colbert, was what in his forties. Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah. And I mean, the only one. I mean, James Corden, who took over from the late from Craig Ferguson. He's. I don't know him. He's a British actor, but he's not. I mean, he's I an, do know him. Yeah, Sorry. he's a lot younger, but he's not. He's not a twenty-year-old kid being given a TV show, right? Yeah, no, no, it, it's that's true. And I, I, Australia is more ageist than America. When I did New York, when I performed in New York, very easy to get. Uh, um, they don't know who I am, and it was open mic, but yeah. no problem getting gigs as an open micer. Well, see, uh, I found New York tough because most of the rooms were bringer rooms, and I'm on holiday in New York. The only person I know over there is former guest Scott Dooley and I love Dooley's but I'm not going to go hey mate you want to come out to yeah. a comedy show and bring five friends yeah. it'd be like asking my mechanic to come out and watch my car get serviced by another guy it's <laughs> it's just yeah it's not seems silly yes. so I didn't really I didn't really try in New York but yeah, yeah I well next if you go again I've got rooms for you that they you don't have to bring people if anyone wants out there wants to fund our trip to New York let's because I'm I, ready you and I I've, I had this idea for a TV show I don't know if I've told you it before you have yeah well that's a great idea I'll pitch it again and if there's any networks out there who want to prove me wrong on my assertion that we discriminate against age I'm 37 Pete 67 67 what I keep forgetting, yeah, you age every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you when you were just 60. <laughs> you knew me when I was in my 50s, 57. Mm. I met you 10 years ago. I think, yeah. Wow, 10 years. Times fly when you're having fun. Oh, well, yeah. Having fun. But anyway, any networks out there, this is the show. I want to, and I think initially it's two episodes. It could be, well, actually, we could probably get a series out of it. I'm from Tasmania. You're from New York. Yes. First thing is we go down to Tasmania. I show you around. I show you my primary school, my high school. I show you some of my favorite, I say restaurants, they're takeaway shops. Right. I'd show you some of the, you know, Tasmania's got a lot to offer and the food. I like Tasmania. Yeah, we could show you around. I can meet you a few friends. We can sit. There's an episode. We could film enough. And, you know, it'd be a great tourism for Tasmania because I would, I do love my home state. I plug it. Yeah. I mean, I support the team. I support the cricket team. I support it. We could do all that. We could do a whole thing. Then, and this is where it gets expensive, we fly to New York. Yep. You show me around. So, oh, where would to. you take me? I'd take you to my neighborhood. Yep. I would take you to a lot of the tourist places. And then we'd just go for, and we'd do comedy at night. Uh, t- um, 
I'd just take you for a walk down the streets at random. That's Every street. Because I, I think this is the show. Because I mean, obviously, you know, you go to New York, you want to see all the touristy stuff. But I don't. I find when I travel, it's those little things off the beaten path. You, I mean, there's. It's form, amazing. Tasmania. For my favorite. My favourite food to get down there, like there's so much, but my favourite one is there's a little bakery in Bel Reve called Cripps Bakery, and they do potato, ch- they do chips, like hot chips, but they have this seasoned salt on it that's like crack. It's amazing. <laughs> now, friend of the show, Andrew Barnett, who's been on a few oh. times, he was down in Tasmania, and I've, I told him, I forgot about this bakery, and I was saying, oh, he goes, oh yeah, I went to Bel Reve to look at the cricket over, like, oh, did you go to Cripps Chips? He goes... Yeah, I went there. It was weird. It was a bakery with chips. I go, you didn't have the chips? He goes, no, I didn't have the chips. I go, oh, you missed out, dude. But something like that, like that's a little tip. Well, we'd, we'd, we'll put on uh, five, six, ten kilos if we go to New York and eat. Oh, absolutely. We'd have to go in the summer. So, uh, you're, I, no, I, you want to go in like either spring or, or autumn. Oh, okay. Because I went, oh, yeah, it gets really, because I went, oh, it's we really went hard. in February and it was like yes, that's, that's got to be the worst month to go but to New York. But I walked 50 blocks in one. Like we, when we met then, you can listen to the episode. Go back, I think it's around about the 70 mark with Scott Dooley. I went and visited him in the East Village where he was staying. We recorded an episode. And we thought rather than... We were staying up around Broadway, like where all the theatres are. I just thought, let's walk. Like it was... Yes. Because it was... I mean, it was cold. Like it was zero and snowing. But you'd walk a couple of blocks. You'd go into a shop. You'd warm up. You know, you'd go to a and you go to a Starbucks or a McDonald's because free Wi-Fi and you get a hot yes. tea and it was just great and we like we saw more because like I wasn't going to go to Soho but we walked through it Little Italy. How is this not Little Italy and Little China and Chinatown? They're next to each other. That's correct. How have we not fused Italian and Chinese food? How has not? Well, how has there not been a Romeo and Juliet style romance between, you know, Fong's noodle shop and Little Joey's Pizza? Well, f- well, f- pasta comes from China anyway, well, Marco Polo. But why so they pretty much have. It? Like, wh- like, I was thinking, do you think maybe this could be a movie over there? We could have, you know, the little girl who's raised in the noodle shop with a mom, the little Italian boy, or switch the roles. I'm sure it happens all the I time. I just. But why has that fusion not been... But then again, food, maybe, yeah. maybe it is true because, I mean, yeah, pasta did come from... Pasta. Yeah. It's funny because I've got a friend who loves noodles, like loves hockey and noodles, doesn't like pasta, like doesn't like spaghetti. I'm like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Sauce. Well, different it's, sauce. And yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah. That does make a difference. See, there, see, there you go. We could, we could sit there. We could try and... We could do a dating show on... Like, you and to, me? <laughs> wait, well, we could, we could set people up. We go, hey, you got a daughter, you got a son. Let's see how they get along. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, there's so many mixed cultures there. It, it's great. And, and that is a big thing now, fusion mm. uh, restaurants. Um, yeah, no, just walking around the city would be great. February would got to be the worst month because people are sick of winter. And all the Christmassy and all the... Uh, the musicals and all the... It's I gone. Love, see, I, I love the musicals. I, I'm not a musical fan. Know, I never was until I met my wife. And I went... Wicked was the first one. And I was like... A oh, Wicked, yeah. Wicked. I went and saw it and I was, I was like... I paid 120 bucks for it. Yeah, I mean, I am yeah. a cheapskate. So if anyone wants to send me free tickets, contact me. But 120 bucks, that's a lot of money for me. Like, to put that in perspective, the big day out when it was running, that was about 120 to 140 bucks. I would see 14 bands. So in my head, I've seen 14 world-class bands, 10 bucks a pop. I can live with that. Yeah, cheaper. But 120 yeah. bucks for a musical. But I went so wicked. And it was amazing. It was phenomenal. The singing was great. The dancing. It was, it was a good show. And I've, we've seen heaps more since. So we could do that. You know, we could do one. Of, I'd love to do a theater tour. 
Like we can. Ooh, I'll, no, wait, no. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for you at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave you at the bar, and I'll leave go. Me at oh, the bar, you go watch. But imagine this. Like, have you ever done like the Wikipedia history of some of those theaters? Uh, I haven't Wikipedia. I've been to some of those theaters uh, decades ago. Yeah, but I, mean, I, mean, I saw the unsinkable Molly. Brown. I mean, Debbie Reynolds just passed away. Yeah. I saw the. She wasn't in it. That's. But I saw the unsinkable Molly Brown on on Broadway. Yeah. And Carousel. Uh, quite a few, um, uh, Fiorello, some really classic mm. musicals back then. Um, yeah. But you look at some of the shows, like I remember one of the theatres we were at and you go through the history and like there's been amazing stand-up there. There's been some legendary performers that mm. trod the boards there. And like it is, like cause some of the theatres you think they're a little, they're a little they've, they're, they've shown their age and some of them are just, they defy gravity how high the seats can be. But yeah, it's amazing. The They're history, beautiful though. theaters. Oh, they are. They oh are. man, Art Deco. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the last Broadway play quote. I'm doing quotation marks. Uh, I, a friend of mine took me to see um, the Rascals. The group, the Rascals. You know them? No. The they did. They did Groovin. Um, no, nah, it's not. I thought it was like a movie, The Little Rascals. No, no, they were great. But no, and this was a, they did a, they had gotten together, the group from the 60s, they started out as the Young Rascals, became the Rascals, and they did sort of a retrospective. All the original members were still there. That was brilliant. Yeah. It was, they told their story through music. But I don't like musicals where, um, you know, how, how, how are you today? How am I? How, and then the whole town turns out. Everyone knows the dance steps. I hate that. I don't mind musicals if they're part of the story, like the um, the Jersey Boys. But if if I I have never in my life answered a question by song. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Next comedy show is going to be Peter Mizell, the musical. The musical, yeah. No, well, I've got, I reckon, and when it comes back to Australia, or if we do get to New York, I'll take you to a musical that I think you will, will turn your view on it. Avenue Q. Never heard of it. It's, um, it's made by the Muppets, but it's adult Muppets. I like Muppets. <laughs> like, they've got song, like, it's literally in the name. Na- it's like Sesame Street set, like, who are the people in your neighborhood? But they've got, like, a song, like, Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Like it's true, <laughs> even you. And it's really, really. Cl- I think Avenue Q will turn your your head. Your and if you're out there and it's in your town, go see Avenue Q. I saw it years ago and it was really, really funny. Okay, good to know. But there you go. So if there's a TV show out there, and the other thing is, once we do our series, we could we could be producers, executive producers. You Some know, we could people. get two other friends. You know, like say, well, throw him out there. Former guest Will Anderson. He's been on the show. Check that episode out. Um, get him and maybe he does a lot of work in America. So yeah. we could get him with an American comedian. They could in go LA. to their hometown or m- even Michigan or some some out-of-the-way town. Actually, this is Portland. Portland's a trendy town at the moment. Have you ever been to Portland? I've been to Oregon. As, uh, I was seven or eight. I can't remember where in Oregon with my, with my parents and my aunt and uncle. I did, we did cross the border. Don't remember where. Because I lived in Tacoma. They lived in Tac- my aunt and uncle lived in Tacoma, Washington, near Seattle. Oh, okay. So we drove to Canada one day, one time, and then we drove to Oregon on a different day. Uh, there you go, but no, but there you go. Well, we could go to Portland with Will and this I'd like. To, I've got I've got friends I grew up with that live in Portland. Well, actually, there's the TV show could take another hit. Actually, we could do and just for savings, we could spend six months in America, and different comics in different towns. We could just go. Okay, we want to go to Tallahassee. I just say that it's a name. Capital of Florida. There you go. Tulsa. Oklahoma. Arizona. Oklahoma, yes. No, I don't want to you go to Oklahoma. You know what the best thing about Tulsa is? You can leave. Spell you... it backwards. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> T-U-L-S-A. A-S-L-U-T. Aslut. Oh. Oh, I wonder if that's an accident. <laughs> Oklahoma, my God. We could go to Intercourse. Where's that? It's somewhere in America. I know there's true? a town called Intercourse. Um, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. No kidding. I, have, yeah. I had no idea about this. So I know my knowledge of American geography is great in some respects because long-term listeners know I'm a massive wrestling fan. Yes. Every wrestler's got a hometown. Cactus Jack was from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. There were no wrestlers ever from Intercourse. I think it's around the same area. Well, you think they'd be busy there. Yeah, Intercourse, yeah. <laughs> well, there, no, it's in um, Germany or Norway. I think it might be Norway. Oh, sorry. There is a town. No, 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 no. It is in America, but there's another town called Fucking. Because the street sign keeps getting... Actually, I know, language warning, but I'm actually describing a town, so I'm not swearing. Right. Because, yeah, the street you, sign yeah. Get, keeps Practice getting... Practice saying Your Honor after one yeah. of those. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not swearing Your Honor. Well, there you go. You could, that could be a really crass travel show. You just go to vulgar... Vulgar so, names. Here we live from fucking intercourse. <laughs> what, 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 uh, Peter Green. Uh, Dr. Peter Green. Dr. Peter Green. He was on uh, somewhere in Hurstville because he now... I mean, he's got a doctorate in honors doctorate. He's got a, a degree in journalism. He now lead, reads electric meters. Um, he was at a corner of O'Brien Street, and whatever the, the other name of the street, he couldn't quite figure out, but it was O'Brien spelled backwards. And he was able, I mean, he has time on his hands, so he saw that. So the, the guy named a street after himself and probably named the other one after himself for dyslexics. Either that or it was a dyslexic sign maker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. O'Brien. Corner of O'Brien and well, whatever. Well, we made the sign. We're going to have to backwards. pause now. Welcome back. Welcome back. What are you saying? Why did this podcast suddenly cut out all of a sudden? Basically, what happened on is we do this podcast in a block of recording and a certain guest who shall remain nameless, Frida, rocked up early. So we had to change all our plans and we did another podcast. But anyway, here I am back with Peter Mizell. And Pete, what were we talking about? I have no it idea. It was something. I'm sure, I'm sure it was something. Back. I'm sure it was brilliant. I... Probably one of the greatest comedy bits never to be to be finished. We we set up an elaborate joke. We might get back to we probably won't. But anyway, we were sort of like this is we were what you we were talking about I know I do remember what we've got a list, ladies. I'm sorry if I'm tongue tied here. I've gone we literally just recorded a podcast with four people. Now there's the two of us. So I'm sort of so we'll be more intelligent. I'm waiting for others. Yeah, we 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 cut out the dead wood. Yeah. (laughs) But conspiracy theories. Now we've We've got friend, online. You're on Facebook. I'm on I Facebook. Am. A lot of people, like, when you go to a dinner party, you rarely get someone who wants to shout about conspiracy theories. Normally, you know, you'll have a chat, you'll talk about the wine, you might talk about their work, what are the plans. Families. It takes probably. a couple of bottles of wine before you start to talk about the mechanics of Building 7. <laughs> but social media tends to bring... Like, uh, there's a lot of people who've outed themselves. Like, uh, I've stated this many, many, many a time. I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think the trade towers came down because people hijacked a plane and collapsed them. I think Building 7 collapsed because a building fell on it. It, it was on fire all day. Yeah, it was on fire. And have you, you've, obviously, you've been to that part of New York. I have. It's very narrow streets. There's no... Like, with a building... I, I cannot comprehend how that whole city is still standing because... Wall Street is fucking one of the smallest streets there is. It's very tiny, yeah. It's tiny. It's not what you... So I can't see... You know, if in Sydney CBD, a building caught fire, there's a lot more room to manoeuvre a truck around. But not around there, especially when... The rest of, yeah, the rest of the world is coming to an end. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand a building burning unattended for nine hours. And 
If any of you out there are going, oh, blah, blah, blah. If you work in an office, take a look around. Look at the reams of paper. Look at the folders. Look at all the plastic and see. Just imagine all that burning unattended. Your whole floor would be up in flames. Yeah. And also with buildings because they've got air shaft, they've got lift shafts, they've got um, air ventilation. So new oxygen is coming in. So that's how Building 7 collapsed. If you genuinely, like, the other thing too is this is what I don't get. If they think the Twin Towers was a controlled explosion, how the fuck? They would have had to have put the explosions in when it was built. Because you... Well, there are, there are... Part of the conspiracy theory is that there are witnesses who saw people placing suspicious things in the basement. Now, remember that... Do you remember the 93 one? There was a yeah, van? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, they caught the guy. And yeah, the, did the whole building go down? No. And the, that's what... The, well, no. Ch- this sort of changing the subject we talked about. Oh, sorry. But somebody was saying, okay, we did it wrong this time. We didn't use enough. We'll now send two planes in. And that'll do it. And even if it didn't do it, even if the buildings didn't collapse, they may not have known the buildings were going to collapse, but did it have to? You've got two buildings, you've got two planes going into buildings, that's plenty of damage. I'm pretty sure when Osama Bin Laden and his crew sat down and planned this whole thing out, they probably thought, at best, we'll crash one plane. That's probably, they'd probably sit there and think, okay, because even to crash one plane is tragedy. It's, it's, it's all you needed. Yeah. They probably thought, in an ideal world, like, when they brought the towers down, they'd be just like, holy shit, we did this? Yeah. Like, there's no way they thought. And it's probably, yeah, there were fuck-ups. Absolutely. There were a lot of fuck-ups. But to say that there's a Department of the Government of the United States who thought, because, I mean, think about it. What benefits has those, that happened? Well, suppose... The U.S. economy, that war has tanked it. Trillions in debt. Yeah, but that wasn't supposed to be the, the... that wasn't what was supposed to happen with the war. And that's not a... I mean, the Iraqi oil was going to pay for the war. Well, that worked out brilliantly. Yeah. The people were going to rise up and, and side with the... That didn't happen. But... Uh, Did happen for a couple of weeks. Bush was very popular. Oh, in America he was. Yeah, yeah, but but never in Iraq. That, that, you know where they kicked down the statue or pulled down the statue? Yeah, yeah. That was organized by, yeah, yeah, yeah. by US troops, I think, or by oh, somebody. Look, but I'm not... But I mean, just to general... Like, and, but the latest one, like, do we, I think we've covered this many times, my irrational hatred of conspiracy theorists. But the latest one you've been... Tell us about the latest conspiracy theory you've been dealing with. I've been dealing with... And I don't know why I should. And I know a lot of people have blocked these people. though. Like it's, I do engage because I just... I guess as a former teacher and as I've gotten older and grumpy and tired of stupidity, I have one friend, Facebook friend, ex-comic, who believes the earth is flat. Uh, she and if you go on YouTube, you can find YouTube videos quote and I don't use this term quote proving unquote that the Earth is flat. See this one? It doesn't remember. prove it. Obviously, there was a famous rapper. Like, I'm not like a rapper. This came out last year when a rapper said in an interview, "I'm a flat earther," and people like Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson just said, "You're a fucking." Idiot. Or he didn't say that. He said it more eloquently, but pretty much no, because there's no. What is it? How can you? I've been on a plane. I've the the Earth curves. Yes. Yes. How? How is it not like? Time and this zones? person is in in a str- time zones, um, eclipses, Coriolis force, uh, common sense. The number of people that would have to be involved in a plot, and what motive do they have? What do they think's on the other side? Like, what? well, I guess they don't know. And you know why you don't fall off? Because the uh, the iceberg, uh, Arctic icebergs, circle it. Now, which countries are near it? You know, it's, what if somebody kicks a football? Does it fall off the end? And, and, and these people also don't believe in gravity. 
So I, I don't get it. How and everything else is round, but they don't believe that the sun is not uh, 93 million miles away, according to them. It, and everything. Every, this person in particular, I mean, you made up a, a good point that these people all have a history of heavy, heavy drug use. Yeah, that's my, that's my oh, cons- not conspiracy theory, you call it. <laughs> is, and also, the people, I know that we're not naming names here no. because, you know, look, people are entitled to their views, but when we disagree with them, rather than call the person a fucking idiot, we'll go the idea. We, I believe, play the ball, not the man. So we're going to play the ball in this one. Oh, good, well put. And, yeah, and it's a case of it just defies... I bet a lot of these people, heavy drug use. Heavy. But also, as a comic, we have a lot of time on our hands. A lot. <laughs> Most of us write, do productive things. And, but you Naps. do... Like, you do sit there. When you do write a joke, like, you might sit down and think, what can I joke about? What's a new topic? Actually, actually, I heard this recently. Glenn Wolf, former guest of the show, he... Someone was talking about how do you get through writer's block. And Glenn said what he does. He goes to a second-hand bookshop, pick a book at random... Any topic, doesn't matter, and start making jokes about it because he goes, wow, the clever. odds are no one's doing, you know, not gardens of the 19th century or something. Right. But writing material, cause the, and that's a good way. So I could imagine someone's like, you sit there, you're on the internet, you might look up an article, you might, you can get down that Wikipedia hole, and you might see this obscure blog from, you know, at Truther911. It might make some sense if you've been re- you just because you, you don't know enough. Yeah, which I, I mean, don't, which I personally do not, but I just accept. And I also think it's the natural. Like we're naturally skeptic in that we'd take the words of some obscure blogger who we've never heard of over the president or over a ma- like. Because yeah. I remember you were in an argument on nine eleven with someone, and you quoted was it Popular Science magazine? I, or was it I new science? Remember. It was some. It was a respected science magazine, and I remember seeing the person in questions comment like. Oh yeah, but this article disproves that, and I, what, I stupidly yeah, that's it. The and trouble. it's like no, it doesn't. It doesn't. The whole premise is on. It's kind of like in a such. It's essentially it's the same argument in religion. I mean, people who believe in God have faith. They don't know for sure, but in their mind, they believe it, and that's cool. Like I'm. That's okay. My view is I'm. I'm indifferent. I don't know. I hope there's a God, but on evidence, I don't see. But I clearly don't have faith. But people who do have faith, I get it. They have faith that it's going to work out. And I do envy that a little. Well, the people, to me, with that one, people who are very, very religious, I think, you know, believe the, the Old Testament. Uh, this guy um, from Queensland, but he's in Kentucky now. His surname is Ham, which I find interesting yeah. because Ham was one of... He, he, he has the Noah Ark Museum. And Ham was one of Noah Ark's... The name of one of the three kids of, of Noah's Ark. But he's got this one, and he believes, and, you know, there were dinosaurs on the, on the boat. So these are the religious nutcases. How could they possibly know this? Because there's no evidence. But people who are atheists, how do they know, too? How, you, you have no real way. I mean, how much of the universe have you seen? Or familiar with, uh, it's such a tiny... And how many universes? And so to go, one thing I would, I, there's no God. Yeah is to me quite pretentious as well. See, to me, I would rather, on a long-haul flight, I would rather sit next to a chatty Christian than a chatty atheist. I think militant <laughs> atheists... Militant atheists make me want to hope there's a God. Just, I don't care if I'm going to hell, just as long as God <laughs> lets me see, see go a few first. people I know, yeah. God go. See? See? See your arrogance? Yeah. And then, yeah, just to see the look on their face. Then you can do with me what you want. If I get that moment, I'll be fucking happy. Mm. <laughs> I don't care what happens. But, yeah... The whole, yeah, the kid, like, but that, it's funny you say that. The guy who had the Noah's, did you hear what happened? Uh, no, I don't know if this was fake news or real news. With I, Washington it was a good Post? Source. 
But he opened the theme park. Yeah. Floods destroyed it. I didn't hear that. There was like, he built it in like a tornado or something like that. It I it's, hope it was fake news, but I think it was... It's in Kentucky. It cl- yeah, but it closed pretty much straight away. Something went wrong. Well, it's open now still. There's oh, is it? Of, I, I thought yeah, it's closed, but well, maybe it's back again. Oh, okay. I must have fallen for the fake news. Oh, okay. But I mean, the fake news causes... I mean, there was uh, Pakistan threatened Israel with war because of fake news. Something... Oh, is, really? Yeah. And of course, the guy who went to the pizza shop in... Uh, oh, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. He went to a pizza place because that, the Clintons have nothing better to do than be involved with a child pornography ring because that's what they're into. They're now, let, let's talk through this. Like, I've got a rough idea on Pizzagate. As you know, I run a news site, theunaustralian.net. We're a Love satirical it, news site. Yeah. We, I read a lot of news, but I don't digest a lot just because I want the jokes. I don't want it like... Pizzagate, I've got a rough idea. But explain to the listener who has led a better life than us and doesn't know about Pizzagate. Give it, let's give it a summary of what it is. Uh, apparently, there's a pizza restaurant where a lot of people go to eat pizza, including kind of celebrities and Washington insiders, because they have good pizza. And through emails and fake news and uh, WikiLeaks and all of that, they said John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign manager, was uh, involved with kitty porn and selling children. Uh, you can buy children or rent children, whatever. Um, you can have children. If the children child's not delivered in half an hour. <laughs> you get them free. I don't know. So they, they had this thing, and they were getting death threats. The workers were getting death threats. Some guy shows up with a gun because he was going to check it out himself. Turns out... Gee, there is nothing. Now those the same, or a lot of the same conspiracy people, uh, this guy was a paid actor. You can't win. You can't win with it. And it, this is one of the things, this is a paradigm shift for me. I don't remember it ever being this bad. I don't, to me, this seems to be a whole different world now. Where news, you know, you watch, used to watch uh, Walter Cronkite, and this is the news, you trusted the guy. Now, there are people, again, this person who believes in the flat earth, no matter what news is on mainstream media or anything, it's wrong. She, she believes that the Newtown shootings was a government thing because of there have been, and there, she's right there, there have been false flags in the back. Therefore, everything in the past, not the back, everything is a false flag. Everything. It's all, no matter what. No, no moon landing. Newtown, as I said, that yeah, was done by the government. One, that is a fucking That's sick. cruel. I the, read, there's a Rolling Stone article on it where it talks to some, because people are being, like parents who've lost their kids, which is the worst thing you can imagine. It is. Your five-year-old kid dying is just, I, my heart goes out. I don't know how you'd live with that. And, but to have someone saying, your kid didn't die, it was an actor... The only way I'll believe you is if you exhume your dead five-year-old to show a bullet. What sort of fuckwit are you? Uh. What sort of heartless asshole? And I mean, think about, oh, it's to take guns off us. Did it fucking work? No. no, no nobody even suggested. It just The suggestions have been made for decades and they didn't go through. I mean, background checks. Ooh, we wouldn't want to do that. It's easier well, to the get... The one that I thought, even Trump said he... Trump said a lot of things, but he did say in the lead-up, I will talk to the NRA and I will get anyone, so that anyone on the terrorist watch list yeah. cannot buy a gun. Now, I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think so either. I mean, obviously, you know, you got if you're on the terrorist watch list, there's that, oh, but what if my name's the same as Muhammad Adda? Sorry, <laughs> Billy Bob from... It's, I don't think there's many Billy Bobs who hijacked a plane. Yeah. 
But and yeah, it's I at least at least Trump sees a little bit there. Something. But yeah. I mean the whole thing like just to get a fucking life. If your whole life revolves around harassing the parents of dead children, you need a fucking life. The boss or, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Boston Marathon one too. It's all an act, and then they show two people at two different massacres. They go, "See, it's the same actress." Well, it would be, except that they didn't look alike. I mean, two two women with brown hair crying, but you could see clearly it wasn't the same person. Well, that's like there was one. I can't think. Maybe it was like two big disasters, or maybe it was a tsunami. Like a tsunami. there was one guy who was in the same place the both yes, times. I heard. About I can't that. remember which. Well, like it was two big disasters, yeah. and he survived. And it's like, oh crap! So he's an actor now. Yeah. yeah no. Th- he, no, they made it quite clear that. It, yeah. Uh, how unlucky do you have to be to be in both of them? Oh, I know. It's it was like, made. Yeah, I think he did. He die in the second one. No, or he no? didn't. He, he survived. Did. I can't remember what they were. They were too big. I think I, I know one was a tsunami. And the other, oh, some yeah. earthquake. Possibly, I can't remember, but it was just really bad luck. Oh no, it was. He no. moved somewhere. There was that, but there was. I'm thinking of another. There's two. There's that, and there's also the Bataclan Theatre in Paris. The shooting at the Eagles of Death Metal concert. There was one guy who was there. Who was also in another another one in Turkey as well. Okay. Like, which you know, it's it can Enough happen. People. Some guy was in Hiroshima, and then he moved to Nagasaki. You know, just just uh, immediately to and get away. In Pearl Harbor, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Harbor was before. Yeah. But it's just a case of like, yeah, I don't understand why people. I a friend of mine, Carlos Sands, who's guest of the show, he'll be on in the future. He's been on before. He, um, we were having a conversation because I think people are getting a little bit more sensitive towards what you can joke about. Which you know, I'm not necessarily. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I remember growing up pre-social media. A tragedy would happen, jokes would come from it. Yes. And, people, you know, you'd like you'd go to your mate, you'd tell a really poor taste joke, but you'd both laugh. Yeah. But now with social media, it seems like, because um, Adam Rosenbach's the Melbourne comedian, remember when that plane full of soccer players crashed? Yes. He made a joke. Brazil. He made a joke about it, and he got vilified. Like, he got hammered. Cause, and in his defense, I was at the same time... I was, I was writing jokes at the same time. Not about that. Right. But I saw the news article come... Because you see a news article comes in, and you think, do I joke about this, do I not? Plane crash, I'd steer away from. At least for a while. He went straight... And the joke was, you know, a, like a pretty much fake penalty or something, or they've been... Yeah. But he got vilified. And I was talking to Carlo, and I said, have we got more sensitive or... And, but Carlo made a great point... In the past, if you had that, that joke that Adam said, you might say to your friend, if you're a stand-up, you might do a little bit, then you might do a joke, you might get away with it. But social media, it's not a case of whispering a joke. It's a case of walking into a crowded party and shouting your bad taste joke. Yeah, and so, there will be people and possibly that's, reading it who are affected by it. Yeah. I agree. But I also think with so, conspiracy theorists... People can put stuff out there these days and people want interaction and a lot of people want negative interaction. So if I put up a con- controversial post on Facebook and someone replies, we can get this discussion going. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, 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 uh, but who would take the time to make all these YouTube videos? Do they, do they get some... Yeah, they get they some money get out of advertising revenue. They, they must get advertising revenue because what was the one... I think the, some of the ones that were put out were supposedly put out by somebody in Eastern Europe and they were making a fortune out of it. Yeah, well, the fake news comes a lot comes from, but that's the thing. I don't know the difference between fake news and satire. I mean, obviously, the Australian is satire. Yes, and I follow a lot of. Sh- there's some amazing sites. The Batuta Advocate, the Shovel, great news. Even Borrowitz, es- 
Bor- yeah, like every there's so much. I mean, even SBS comedy they put out similar fake news. So it's I mean you know like to be I mean my site's a bit tricky. We're called the Un Australian. If you're flicking through Twitter quickly, you might go, oh the Australian. So I can yeah. see, but our goal is not to trick people. Our goal no. is to get the laugh. Yeah, and you do. Uh, yeah, but you've had incidences where people have believed it. Oh yes, a lot. And you do every now and then. Like you get anything to do with Islam gets right. people riled up. Right. And genuinely, the people who get riled up are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Right. So they will believe what's written. And people also, you read in a hurry. If you don't read, if you see an inflammatory headline, you're like, oh, that's all right, but you don't read the article. I mean, that happens. I mean, I see these nine, anytime 9-11, I don't ever click on blogs or anything else now because I don't want the viruses and I really am not going to waste my time with no, a 15,000-page document on why, why jet fuel doesn't mount steel beams. Right. I don't know how my microwave works, but I know it works. Yeah. They also, with that part, they did show, even if it doesn't melt it, it certainly softens it. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. Well, the thing is, the Twin Towers were, they were a steel frame, not concrete. Right. And it was one of the few buildings, like, I, I think they said if this had a hit, the, one of them hit the Chrysler. They would have lasted. They would yeah, have it wouldn't collapsed. have, it would have taken, like, even, because, not to the extent, but a, a plane has flown in the Empire State Building. Smaller one, yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and also, I remember that. these things were fully laden they're bigger jets and yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but you know clearly uh, you know someone with no electrical engineering or qualifications they know more than us see but that's the thing though when somebody says why building seven came down i i don't know enough about engineering same with the um the one that hit the uh, pentagon oh it was just a small hole and if you listen, they'll go well this it couldn't be because this is a small hole but then you listen to somebody else who you hope knows what they're talking about. They go, well, this is why the wings bent off, and then it yeah. just, yeah, yeah. That's so. the thing. I mean, the whole like that's these people who believe in, who don't believe the official reports about nine eleven and building seven. Do they ever hire plumbers or builders or architects? <laughs> like if they're doing renovation on the house, the plumber goes, "Oh man, you can't have your bathroom here because you've got to run it under. You've got to have it over there." Oh, really? Why? Why can't I run it through solid concrete? Oh, come on, <laughs> mate. You know, my mate Gary, the handyman, he has a blog where he's got a bathroom over there. Why not? Like, yeah. do they ever... Yeah, there's certain people who have expertise. And for all of them to be in on it, you know, and I, I have friends... I mean, they were these... While I, I have friends who saw the planes going... The second mm-hmm. plane go into the building. Plus, there are thousands of witnesses. To go, they weren't planes... They were holograms. Yeah, one of our friends thinks it's holograms, yeah. Now, since that happened, the only hologram I've seen was they did one of Tupac. Now, if they had the technology to make a hologram of a plane going into a building, so you think our controlled detonation happened, you really don't think the movie industry would have capitalized on this? I mean, they did. if that was a hologram, they did a tremendous job. It was excellent. You really don't think Hollywood go, fuck, I don't need to hire explosions experts, stuntmen anymore. I can get a hologram. Yeah. If there's money to be made, people, they will do it. Yes. The government's not going, oh, sorry, Hollywood, you can't have this technology. I mean, did you know that James Cameron of Avatar fame? You're right. He's one of the leading, he's developed more underwater technology than ever based on Titanic. He funded and has researched. So yeah. yeah. So you think someone like James Cameron is not going to go, hang on, I can do holograms? Instead of having to get a submarine to the bottom of the ocean to do the Titanic, I can just do the, yeah. I know. It's stupidity. What the f- there is a lot of stupidity, and it bothers, and it, it, 
it seems to be more than I remember. People I thought were intelligent, they speak intelligently, they write well, they write in sentences. All of a sudden they come up with this and there's no logic. Yeah, none of the, like that's the thing too these days. You used to have an argument. You used to be able to like, if you and I disagree on something, you can agree to disagree or, you know, you might have a point. I'm like, I never thought of it that way. That never happens now. It's like, no, no my way, mine, 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 my way. But no. So, but some of it is so, I there is no way I can, I mean, I've given up, but with this, with these people, the flat earthers, uh, but there's no way I can't think, well, you know, you're entitled to your opinion because it's not an opinion. It's, it's anti-fact. Yeah. It's just, I'm sorry, this is stupid. Yeah. Same with people. There's still climate change deniers. How is that possible? One thing I don't get with the climate change deniers, even if you don't think, how is less pollution a bad thing? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, that windmill is offensive. There's no smoke. There's no massive hole in the ground. I, I'm offended. Owls fly into them. That's the big downside oh, with them. Geez. And by the way, these are, these, this is still early days. I, and now they have turbines that I think turn... Using my finger here is not going to help on the podcast. No. But rotate. <laughs> it's not the big windmills. They, they yeah. rotate these so it's safer and it's going to be more efficient. Same with new solar panels. They're flat. You know, the sun... You know, once we run out of solar power, that's going to be the least of our problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no sun, yeah. Oh, mate, we'll just build an electric... Uh, coal, coal-fueled sun. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll, we'll torch the moon. But the moon is the moon is flat, you must remember. But you like I've heard like you had lectures in school and you had great people you know who can inspire you and a good salesman can sell you. Oh man. I think you could come up with any stupid theory and you get a bunch of people who would believe it. We should do that. Yeah, well I'm just trying to think now, Perfect. like, you know. Do you remember the one where pyramid power were you around for pyramid power seventies and there was no. even a movie where Burt Reynolds had one in a movie. He didn't believe I mean, it's part of a comedy movie, where he had it on his penis because it was pyramid power. And the people who came up with this said, Nope, we made all that stuff up. It wasn't real. We just wanted to see how many people would believe it. Well, there's an Australian centre at the moment. I can't think which one. I know it's one of the one nation. Or maybe it's some no, it's one it's someone who believes that the pyramids... Oh, mate, they were just there to store grain. Oh, no, that was, uh, that was uh, Ben was Carson. I was a presidential, oh, sorry, was an Amer- presidential oh, candidate, oh, Ben good. Carson, another creationist, I, I feel better that it was um, an American. A doctor. The man's a neurosurgeon. Apparently a brilliant neurosurgeon. That's what scares me. Like, me he's too. He's a doctor. Like, that, neuroscience, to me, is one of the highest elite fields. Yeah. I can understand, like... Do you know do- of Dr. Charlie Teo? No. He's an Australian, like he does, the, he operates on the tumors other doctors won't. Like he's yes. Got, he's, but he's very eccentric. That. Like I've seen interviews with him and he's a little, ex- not in the pyramids with grain, but I can see he's very, I mean, to do that, to be that confident, to save a life, like, I can understand you, you deserve to be arrogant. You can be a little arrogant. Yeah, God But like to almost. genuinely, dispar- I mean, what the fuck, what, what did, be- sorry if I'm swearing a lot in this lady. I mean, <laughs> this is what conspiracy theory does. I get angry does. too. It makes me angry Frustrates the heck frustrates, out of yeah. me. Because... Ben Carson, a neuroscientist, like, I've seen mummies, I've seen exhibitions, I've seen inside Tutankhamun's through, what did he think? Oh, oh, the king's died, what are we going to do? Oh, empty the grain solo? <laughs> what, why? I know, I know. Oh, I just, that baffle, I, I know. know. Stupid, stupid people. Yeah, yeah. And yet I would trust him 
if I need a neurosurgeon, oh, yeah, that though, good? He's a, he's a good. I'm sure he's. I'm sure there are many people walking around with their lives going, "Oh, thank Ben Carson's. He's done. Me, yeah. he's done me a solid." And I mean, it's like, well, he saved my life. He must. Maybe it is full of grains. <laughs> but I don't. know. I'm just trying to think now. You're sitting on a couch, my couch with cushions. Maybe we could get one that couch cushions are designed to soften our anuses, like because it softens the blow, so our anuses aren't tough. So that one day when the Clintons get sick of young children pizza, they're gonna they're just gonna start fucking us up the ass. And because we've used couch cushions, we won't have the resilience to, to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, that could probably have wings. It's a bit crass. Maybe we should maybe we should work a, yeah, workshop. A yeah, bit we'll work a little bit more. But yeah, let's start one and see how start, many people yeah, start, believe it. If, actually, this would be good. Tweet at Comedy on Edge at MWOH forty four or at P Mizell M E I S E L two two tweet any of us if you've got a conspiracy theory you want to invent let's do it let's get this and let's see if we can tw- trick some of the flat earthers and then we can say but then even then when we say oh we told we started this they'll go oh no no we couldn't yeah <sighs> I know that's right we'll have started so it's kind of it should be something good because it will c- catch on so it should be uh, yeah something positive for society conspiracy theorists uh, part of the conspiracy I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the government actually pays people to make um, blogs to get us off the real scent. Well, that was the thing with, I mean, one of the things with the Kennedy assassin, and I'm not convinced that was just one person. I know the Warren report. I know the Warren report because people on the Warren report said that was a rush job because they wanted it at, so World War Three didn't start, yeah. and they wanted it before the Johnson's election. Hmm. They still may be right in their conclusion. I don't know, but. Um, I forgot we're going with this, but that conspiracy, I, you know, that that's the thing. But oh, in New Orleans, uh, in Dallas, that at that time, there were more people of uh, with criminal background. It was almost as if instead of having just a few suspects, we'll bring as many as we can in. So there were, including I think Woody Harrelson's dad and people like that. There were a huge number of people in that area, so it would make it hard to follow any trails. So oh, yeah, I have, I mean, I have a lot really, of questions. I, I can see that, but it really wouldn't... I think that nine times out of ten, the obvious... I think he probably did shoot... The, um, what's his... Oh, I can't even think of his name. Kennedy? Oswald, Oswald Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah, Oswald probably did the shot. He um, may have done some of them. Because he was a mentally ill person. And usually it is mental illness is the reason that they did it. Um, well, I, the, 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 I find it amazing, though, that the most... The man who committed... The crime of the century, would we agree with that? Yeah. That, that somebody c- can walk in who has a connection to the Chicago mob and is a known criminal can walk in and just shoot him. And then when they ask him why, his reason was, I didn't want Mrs. Kennedy to have to go through a trial. There's still things archived that I'd love to see. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there's something. But I mean, that a country of guns, like I, I used to joke about it when I went to L.A., you can buy a gun, you can buy a map to the star's house. It does amaze me that more people are not, like more celebrities are not shot. Like well, I literally, this, yeah. I drove past Tom Cruise's house to get into Tom Cruise's doorway. It's in pub, there's no secret, unless there's a secret entrance, but the front door of that house is pretty prominent. Okay. And it's a case of like, it does, so it doesn't surprise me in that instance that, it surprised me he got that close. But in the time and looking at other events, it doesn't surprise me that he was that close that he was able to shoot. And I'm surprised. I can understand that they someone, let him in, that there was no... Yeah, but I mean, it's imagine like, you know, if Kennedy was a hero, if he was your hero, yes, he's the guy, like the guy might be just like, you son of a bitch, you, I'm going I'm to end you. 
and because I didn't want Mrs. Kennedy to go to for a trial. I have well, very, also, and one of these suspects are, are the, the, the Chicago mob. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here's a guy from the Chicago mob goes in and cause he's, because he's a, a guy who runs a strip club in, in, in uh, Dallas. He's concerned about poor Mrs. Kennedy and the ordeal. Really? I find that yeah. very suspicious. You're probably right. But then, then again, here you are. With, I mean, there may be FBI, an FBI agent. Oh, probably, most of them are probably all dead. Or there might be, I mean, P. Oswald wasn't alive. Oswald, if he is up, well, he wouldn't be up in heaven. <laughs> he's just sitting there, you know, maybe listening in, just going. I would have loved to have heard his story. But imagine he's just like going, no, I did it. I did it. <laughs> no, he said he was, the whole time he said he was a patsy. Oh, really? He wasn't, I mean, he had a marksmanship medal, but th- those aren't hard to get. Uh, to get off three shots, I don't know, and hit very... Um, you know, people, for at least the Warren report, there were witnesses who heard sounds coming from the grassy knoll, and they were never, they were never asked, they were never uh, subpoenaed by the Warren Commission. And a congressional hearing in 1978 said, you know, we think Oswald did it, but we think there might have been, we think there were sounds coming from the grassy knoll. Now, that's been sort of said no. So either the congressional committee, investigative committee is wrong, or the Warren Commission's wrong. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But, I mean, I know for myself, like, you're in my flat now. It's a two-bedroom flat. The other day, we heard a big bang. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I thought it came from outside. Jen thought it came from the yeah. kitchen. It was in our spare room. Yeah. No, no, I have trouble with sound, so too. So, I can... Un- I'm not... I get that with sound. And also, when, like, I've, I've been in situations where my recall's not as... It's not as... Like, you think clear you remember what happened but little things can get distorted so oh absolutely you get a witnesses to a crime and you get all different stories but people were running towards the grassy knoll mm. i mean the, the, you know um yeah but were they running to catch the or were they running because they wanted curiosity yeah they, they, they or were they it. running to get shot i don't know it's one of those things i think it's because i've heard so many because every couple of years like there was one a couple of years ago where a guy maintained that he or his dad, who was one of the Secret Service, slipped and shot Kennedy when he was trying yeah, to shoot. Yeah, I heard there's that There's that one. Yeah, I don't Then there's that. another one that there was like, Oswald actually fired five bullets, not three. And But there's all this... Wouldn't have had time. No, but I'm just saying there's so many different yeah, theories. That, and the, yeah, and how many of that, yeah. Which I think is also... Yeah, but I... I you know, you wouldn't have needed that many people involved. And if it's mafia people and CIA people, I'm not saying it is, but if it were them and the CIA, they're very good at keeping secrets. See, I can understand that, but then something like 9-11. Yeah, that's totally How many people would you you need? Thousands. Thousands to bring down, and every single one of those people had a wife, would have had a family of some sort or a mate, and you know, oh, how was your day at work today? Oh, tough day, mate. Tough day. Mm. I just can't get these explosives right on level four. <laughs> and the other thing too is you really don't think they would not notice that much truck trucks trucks going into New York. Because I was in New York two or eight days. I didn't see many building like I saw a lot of building work, but I didn't see massive trucks with explosives driving around. No, no, you don't you don't see those. We do that secret no no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I, no, I don't look, I don't get it either. Um what that one. But you know, there have been, I mean, the, what, the fact that we found out about Watergate was a fluke, not something... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, we were so lucky to find that I'm one sure out. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff happens that we don't know no. about. I mean, like, take something. I mean, at the end of the day, our newspaper, the Daily Telegraph, Rupert Murdoch owns yeah. it. 
Now, Rupert, if Rupert doesn't like a Prime Minister, he's not going to want his guys going, oh, praise the Prime Minister. No, it's going to be like, when you look at every angle, think of this is your outcome. So, yeah, I can understand how news gets skewed, but... I just can't understand how you could believe the Earth is fucking flat. No, that one. Actually, that if one. you're a flat Earther, I will interview you on the podcast, Pete. That'd be great. You, uh, you're not coming to my house. We'll find a neutral venue. Yeah, but I will, if you're genuine, if you genuinely believe a flat Earth, I will. I will listen to you. I will question you. It won't get angry. Tweet at com or email comedyonedge at gmail dot com. You got to be Sydney based because I'm not doing Skype. I want to do it in person. And yeah, we will do this. We will, because I'm genuinely intrigued to find if you're a nine eleven conspiracy theorist, if you believe all that shit, go fuck yourself. I've got no interest yeah. talking to you. Go go post an obscure blog or something. And if you do, tag us in the comments because I need more listens. <laughs> there you go, Pete. It's been it's been a good chat. So it always is. I always enjoy your company. We could go more. What else? What do you got coming? You're on the B team, Sky News. B team uh, Friday night. Um, I've got uh, Mike in hand this month, I think, at the end of the month, which is a headline, check, headline check there. Thursday night's Mike in hand. That's check a great room. good. Yeah. And yeah, you can often be seen around the Oatley Hotel. That's your... Tonight your I'll be there. Tonight, not working. Well, a bit late because this is Drinking, going out. yeah. <laughs> a bit late to come. You never know. Pete's always... Pete's the go-to. If someone like... And, you know, because comics get sick, Sydney traffic, Pete's the man. If well, that's what there. I did. I did the last time I did... Um, Oakley, my thing was, you know, of all the comics, of all, every single comic in Australia, every single one, I live the closest. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's, reason. That is a handy. I know, having run rooms in the past, it's always good to know someone nearby because... You never I had, know. Yeah, you never know. Like, people do get sick, yeah. people's family... Yeah. Unreliable. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the, tra- the train to Oatley is not the most reliable, so, <laughs> you know, you never know. Well, there you go, Pete. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. For more info, check out... Follow us on Twitter, at Comedy on Edge. Or follow me on Twitter at MWOH44. Check us out. We got this is going to be a big year for us, 2017. We've got lots of episodes, a few live ones. And yeah, and you never know which guest. Thank you guys for listening. I've been Mark Williamson. Hit the music. Hit the music.